At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hey, gang, welcome. All righty, gang, here we go, here we go. We got another really good one for you today. Today we're talking about my very most favorite fish to fish for, my very most favorite fish to catch, my very most favorite fish to eat. We're talking about calico bass. That's what the show is going to be all about today. We're going to talk about calico bass, calico bass, calico bass, calico bass. People go, oh, calico bass. I don't know. It's total skill, gang. The reason you don't like it is because you're not very good at fishing. Once you get this fishing thing down and figured out, you're going to find out calico bass fishing is so much fun. So we're going to go over that today. We're going to talk about places to fish for calicos, how to fish for calicos, and why is it some of the most sought-after fish in Southern California. And if you go over to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, and check out the legends of sport fishing and listen to those guys talking, Bud and Bogey, 96 years old, Kenny and Bobby in their 70s, my pops in his 80s, Gary Black, Danny Clutie, Doug Harmon, Don Brockman, and everybody else that I talk about, Bill Shedd, they all tell you their very most favorite fish to fish for is calico bass. They can fish for anything, anytime, anywhere. They run big yachts. They run big sport boats. They run full sport boat operations. They've been in the fishing industry their whole lives, and they love to fish for calico bass. And those of you that are on Apple and Spotify, you don't see my shirt that I wear all the time, but my logo is a calico bass. Everything I do is to get to the point where I can go calico bass fishing again. That's my my wife's favorite fish to fish for. We miss that more than anything down here in Cabo. We missed the opportunity to fish for calico bass. But gang, we love calico bass fishing. And why do we love it so much? Well, first of all, if you're not fishing plastics, you're going to some of the most beautiful destinations in Southern California, Catalina, the islands up and down the Baja. And you're fishing in some beautiful destinations. All It's always going to be beautiful. Kelp beds or boiler rocks or cliffs the islands, so many spectacular spots to fish for calicos. You're usually in a very, very beautiful place, which is a huge plus. And then you're usually not burning a phenomenal amount of fuel. You're not spending the day in a pair of gyro stabilizing binoculars, searching all day for that one fish, burning thousands of gallons of fuel to try to catch that one fish. And the moment you catch that one fish, you know what you want more than anything? The second you gaff that one fish and put it on the boat, we laugh about this in the industry all the time. The moment you get your bluefin, you want another one immediately. And you're like, we only got 12 today. Yesterday you had 35. 200-pound fish. That's ridiculous, gang. Calico bass, 
by far is way more fun than bluefin tuna fishing. I know, I know you love to fish giant bluefin. That's your thing. You love that. All right. Well, great. It's just, it's not a lot of, there's not a lot of finesse. There's not a lot of sight casting. There's not a lot of uh, placing it in the rocks or placing it in the edge of the kelp and then getting that bite and then working that fish through the kelp. Or if you're fishing plastics or one guy just said he loves to do it on surface iron. Gang, the, the different ways you can catch calico bass is absolutely amazing. And like I said, you're always in a beautiful place. The reason why most people don't enjoy it is because they don't know how to fish. That's the number one reason. I see it all the time with my members or brand new members that come into the, to the sport fishing industry. And they're like, I only like to fish for Dorado and tuna. I'm like, man, you should move. You got to get out of Southern California as fast as you can. If that's the only things you like to fish for, if you remember back in 2014, 2013, 2012, 11, 10, we didn't have any tuna in Southern California. We didn't have any Dorado in Southern California. We had barely had some yellowtail. And at the end of the season, maybe in September, or uh, the end of uh, August, beginning of September, we have a tiny trickle of warm water fish that would come in in that 76, 77 degree water. We'd get a little trickle of yellowfin and stuff, but. Man, if the, all you hang your hat on is tuna and dorado and you live in Southern California and you own a boat and you, and that's all you like to do, then you're probably going to be very, very sad the day those fish leave, which could be tomorrow morning. They could leave on the next wild current that we have or the next big storm or the next big wind and never come back. We had seen this kind of bluefin tuna fishing in a very long time but we all grew up in the industry fishing calico bass that was our staple that was the number one fish we fished for now the fish and wildlife's made it really hard to go out and catch calico bass and eat them and take them home because and, and i'm going to get controversial here and i'm going to hurt some people's feelings but they did a thing called science back in the 50s and 60s where they actually figured out how many times a calico bass will spawn by the time they're 10 inches. It, the, it used to be 10 inches was the legal size for calicos. Look it up. Don't quote me. But it used to be 10 inches. Then they did some regular, rigorous science and they found out that that calico bass by the time he's 12 inches long, he has spawned seven times. They figured that is enough to allow us to harvest them. I'm looking for kinder, softer words nowadays. Remember the word I use forever. But now will you say harvest them? And then six years ago, no science. Guy sitting on a couch, sucking his thumb, picking his boogers, decided that you should not be able to take a 12-inch calico. Now, you can only have calicos that are 14 inches or greater. Well, you've taken the spawners out of... When you get that big of a fish, 14, 15, 16, 17 inches, and then you're telling me that that's a better harvest fish than a 12-inch calico. I already know your science is out the window. I already know that there was no science behind this. This was a bunch of bugger eaters sitting on a couch, 
picking their nose, sucking their thumb, and they brought this thing into play. And at the same time, here's where you really understand there was no science involved. And I'm sorry, but I've only got honesty. I'm, I don't sugarcoat nothing. That's probably why we get millions of views. But here, listen, watch this. Calico bass, sand bass, spotted bay bass, all on the same exact day, went from a 10-fish limit to a 5-fish limit, and all three of them went from 12-inch to 14-inch. You cannot tell me that those three fish are the same fish. I'm sorry, you'll never be able to convince me those three fish are the same fish. They don't live in the same water. They don't drink the same Kool-Aid. They don't eat the same bait. So I'm sorry, but I got off on a tangent. We're going back into talking about how to catch calicos, okay? So you're in one of the most beautiful places on the California coast. You're at San Clemente Island. You're in the backside of the island. The kelp is as thick as it could be. You have a bait tank full of bait that a bass could actually eat. Some uh, bait that's four to six inches long, not that eight to 12 inch long sardines that they have at the bait barge now. Then everyone goes, oh, there's no calicos left. Well, you're trying to feed them a eight inch bait. That poor fish can't eat that eight inch bait. You go talk to Corey Sandin or talk to some, or Benny Florentino or Jimmy Decker. Those guys will tell you there's plenty of calicos out there because they wail on them on the artificials all day, every day. But they're forever, back in the day when I ran sport boats, back in the 80s, 70s when I was a deckhand, people paid big money to go to San Clemente Island to go calico bass fishing. Very rarely were we yellowtail fishing at the island. Once in a while, that bluefin would show up on the west end of the island and everybody would fight for the four or five spots up there by the runway where you could catch a handful of bluefin early in the morning. And then it would go calico bass fishing all day. Those calico bass are still at San Clemente Island. There's billions of them now. Now that you can't keep them till they're 14 inches, they're everywhere. But we're still trying to force feed them giant sardines. When we have a tank of anchovies or a tank of smaller deans, you can slide into the kelp anywhere from the Channel Islands to, the, to uh, Magdalena Bay. If you got small bait, slide into the edge of the kelp and throw a couple handfuls of bait in the water. Oh my gosh, the calicos go absolutely bananas. But people don't understand this because we're in a cycle of sardines. That's what they have at all the bait barges. So right away, they don't think there's any calicos because we're trying to force feed them a bait they cannot eat. But if you have smaller bait, the fish counts go up dramatically. The calico bass fishing is absolutely insane. It's always in a really cool area, but there's different types. When you're going calico bass fishing, you want to have some type of chum like the anchovies or the small sardines. But if you want to, like the one gentleman was saying, surface iron, you want to fish calicos on the surface iron, that is a spectacular way. Watching those little wolf packs of calicos, chasing that surface iron in and boiling on it, boiling on it, finally eating it. That's spectacular. Fishing the plastic lures. Fishing the uh, the worm king or the uh, or the big hammer or or MC swim baits from Corey. Any of that kind of fishing is spectacular. Fishing those hard baits, fishing crank baits, all that's fun. My favorite way is fishing live bait. I like to get those calico bass in a frenzy with the smaller bait, lots of chum. Then I like to hook on a big mackerel. 
like a one pound mackerel or a half a pound mackerel and throw it out there on 60 or 80 pound right on the edge of the rocks at San Clemente Island or down down the coast of the Baja or over at Catalina. Cast that mackerel right up into the very shallow water. The shallower the water, the bigger the calico. And then hang on. We used to fish them with a six-aught senator with 80-pound monofilament and the drag as tight as you could possibly make it because the very first thing they're going to do when you hook them on that big bait is they're going right back into the rock they just came out of. That's what makes it super exciting is that you're always fishing in some type of structure. And I don't care if you're using hard baits, plastics, surface iron, or you're using bait. The first thing those fish do when they bite is go head right back for the structure. They have a plan, those bigger calicos. They're on a mission. They're on it. They got a plan. They're going right into the structure the minute they eat your bait. That's why I say it's a lot of finesse. It's a lot of uh, knowing the structure and knowing how the calico bass is going to react when he eats your bait, knowing how to pull, knowing not to pump when you're catching a calico. The minute you set the hook, you got to hold your tip high and grind. I got videos on my website that show you exactly how to get those calicos out of the kelp and out of the rocks. What I see a lot of people do when they're hooked up to those bigger calicos, they like to drop their tip and pump the rod like they're catching a, a tuna or a marlin. The moment you drop your tip, that fish is putting his nose right in the structure. He'll put his nose right in the kelp or right in the, the, uh, boiler rock or right in the little cave he just came out of to eat so it's imperative that the minute you set the hook you never stop winding and you never drop the tip of your rod if you want to catch them if you just want to tie on extra hooks or tie on extra lures then pump the living bejesus out of that calico that way you don't have to worry about bringing them into your boat trying to touch them maybe get fast thumb when you grab them by the lower lip or grab them by the gills and get those gill spines in your hand just pump them and then you'll just have to, you can just break them off, tie on another lure or another hook. And then you won't have to worry about touching those pesky things. But my favorite way is with live bait. And there's a bunch of people on here that are putting up things. Oh, this crankbait, that crankbait, that lure. I'm a bait guy. I like fishing them with bait. That's my very most favorite way. That's mine. But I'm telling you, once you figure out how to fish calico bass, then you'll understand why there's tournaments all the time along the California coast to fish calico bass. Calico bass is a big time deal in Southern California. Those of you on the East Coast, you don't know, you don't have a fish like this. It's a lot of surface fish action. It's a lot of fish biting on the surface. A lot of fish coming up on chum, biting lures, all kinds of different ways to catch them, gang. It's just a fun fishery. And we have the sand bass and the spotted bay bass. Spotted bay bass live in most harbors and marinas. And the sand bass, they're going to live on the edges of the structure, out in the sand, per se. And we used to have mass aggregations of sand bass that used to come up and spawn in Southern California. We haven't had that for 20 plus years. It'll come back. It's all cyclical. If you would have listened to everybody about the bluefin, they were extinct. We should have never saw another one. They wanted the limit to be zero. Thank God my father hard, fought hard enough to make sure that we could still have two. But gang, when you're fishing with live bait, you got to have bait scoop. It's super imperative to have a bait scoop. I'm hold, Those of you on Spotify and Apple Podcast, I'm holding up a Promar bait scoop. This is aluminum telescopic 
handle. We need the telescopic handle on most boats because the bait tank's deep. We got to get into the bottom of the tank when we're trying to get that calico bass bait out of there. You want to have two of these. If you only have one on your boat, go get another one. Go to promarahi.com. Go to the website. You're going to be blown away with all the things Promar Ahi sells. And you're going to go, holy mackerel. I still need to get a landing net. Dave talked about last year. I never got that landing net. I got lucky I didn't get the ticket. A lot of our members got the ticket because they weren't listening. By law, you have to have a landing net. This does not count as a landing net. If you pull this out and tell the Fish and Wildlife, well, this is what I use for landing net, they're going to write you a ticket. You got to have that Pro Mesh landing net by Promar. You have to have it. It's super imperative that you have it because it's the law. But as far as the bait scoop goes, I'd get a couple of these aluminum telescoping and use these because these things are insane and they float. Because you're gonna somebody on your team is gonna drop this thing in the water. These things float. This rubber handle right here is gonna help it to float. But these things are spectacular to have. If you're using live bait, you have to have a bait scoop, and I would have two because someone on your team is gonna throw one over the side. Gang, one other thing. We'll go back to Calico Bass in just a second. Remember, go to my website and then click on the store. Go to your saltwater guide, click on the store. If you show up at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show wearing one of these shirts with my logo on it, you're going to get free stuff, probably a hat, lanyard, keychain. Who knows? You're going to get something from the bag of swag if you show up at my booth wearing my shirt. If you show up at my seminar wearing my shirt, whatever it is, as long as you got my shirt on, you're getting free stuff. Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March. We will be there, Kelly and I. We'll be in our booth making everybody smile, laugh, and have a good time. And I'll be up on stage making you laugh for sure, for positive. I promise you. If you've never seen me speak in public before, you've never seen anything like it. So you may want to get there early and get a seat. Also, if you haven't got your tickets yet, I'd go to Peace Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival and get my tickets to this show. The 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March, it's going to be spectacular. Also, remember, just by visiting my store, just by entering the store, you don't have to buy anything, just by entering the store, that's going to get you into the contest to win that free charter. Yes, you and three of your buddies are going to get to go on Bowline Sport Fishing with Justin Botrell. Myself, I'm going to go as a passenger with you. We're going to go giant bluefin fishing in Southern California. As soon as February 1st, we're going to give that trip away. All you got to do is go to my store and check it out. Once you enter the store, we got you. We'll already know who you are. And then Kelly will pull the name out of the hat on February 1st, and you're going to win a free charter on Bowline Sport Fishing. And with the way the fuel goes up every day, that charter can be worth $10,000 by this time summer comes. So hang on. You don't know what's going to happen. And then our last contest is best fish report between now and Christmas. On Sunday, we'll give that away. We'll break in on Sunday. I know everybody will be doing their Christmas thing, but on, we're going to let you know who won the best fishing report on the website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. Gang, if you haven't checked out my website yet, you got to get over there because the holiday special's got a week and a half left on uh, January 1st, 2023. No more holiday special, back to normal pricing. And uh, right now the holiday special, 200 bucks, going to get you all the bundles 
Going to get you a one-year membership and all the bundles for $200. That's $550 normal price. Check it out. Go to my website. Here's saltwaterguide.com. Now back to calico bass fishing gang. There is so much calico bass in, in the Southern California bite all the way down to Magdalena Bay. There is no shortage of calico bass. Don't let anybody tell you there is. And you're not going to save the planet Earth by throwing back illegal calico bass. You know what the best? Calico bass taste phenomenal. They taste just like calico bass. I know, hard to believe, but they do. They taste just like calico bass. They're phenomenal to eat. White meat fish that soaks up whichever flavor you're using. Kelly and I like to use sweet butter and Maui onions. We chop up the Maui onions real fine. Put them in the sweet butter, get it sauteing nice and nice and warm. And then we'll just lay those calico bass fillets in there and we, ah, we scarf that stuff. It is so good. But I've seen so many people get so aggro because you're taking a calico bass home and eating it. Gang, you need to stick your head underwater. They're everywhere. There's calico bass everywhere. There's plenty of calico bass. It's silly to be taking 14 inches and throwing 12 inches back, especially on a sport boat. Have you ever been on a sport boat before? You know what follows the sport boat around all day? It's a big giant animal called a California sea lion. And they, of any animal on the planet, human beings included, they are the most happy right now because you booger eaters decided to throw 12-inch calico bass back and make us take 14 inches. The 14-incher is a smarter fish. The 14-incher, when he hits the water, he's going to haul butt and get back to the structure. The 12-inch, when they throw them back on the sport boat, when that thing hits the water, he's so young, he doesn't understand. And he hits the water and he lays there. And then he'll decide to swim. But in that split second that he lays there, you know what happens? Calico bass gets eaten by a sea lion. Happens Hundreds of times a day on the sport boat, and there's nothing you can do about it. In the beginning, when they first made us start throwing them back, we thought it would be a good idea. Because we're basically stewards of the sea, the people that fish for a living. We are. Whatever you want to believe. You want to believe it or not, we are stewards. And what we thought was, okay, we're going to we got to throw these 12 inches back. They got a zero chance of making it. So we're going to put them in the bait tank. And then we're going to release them all at the end of the day on the way back to the harbor when the California sea lion's not laying underneath the boat ready to eat everyone. And then you know what happened? The California Fish and Wildlife came on the boat and we had 20-some calico bass in the bait tank to, to release when we got back by the harbor so that they wouldn't get eaten by the sea lion. And I know you're going to find it hard to believe but that's a ticket because we were in possession of short fish. Even though we had every intention to let them go, it doesn't matter because the law clearly states that we were in possession. Silly, but that's the way it is, gang. That's one of these silly, silly laws. You cannot help these calico bass. You're throwing back 12-inch calicos. You're not saving the planet. They're getting eaten by the sea lions. That's why I believe in my heart. If you get a calico bass that's 14 inches or more, please 
feel free to take it home and eat it. Don't listen to the booger-eating crybabies on, on the internet that are going to tell you, oh, you should have thrown that back. Oh, you should have. Stick your head underwater. There's billions of them. There's no reason to throw it back. They taste just like calico bass. They're phenomenal to eat. There's billions of them. You're not going to change the population. Sport fishing with one hook at a time or lure fishing with one hook at a time. So if you decide to eat a calico, don't feel guilty. Like I do at all my shows, I bring the children up on stage. I give every child in the audience free stuff just because I know they don't want to be there and they're sitting there with their parents. So I make sure that they get lots of free stuff to make them happy. And then what I do is I stop them all before we leave the stage after the picture and I get down their eye level and I explain to them that it's okay to kill a fish and take it home and eat it. You're not a criminal, no matter what your teacher or no matter what, what your internet guru dude tells you, you're not a criminal for taking fish home and eating them. And there's no better table fare than a calico bass. Go over, check out the website, your saltwater guide. Look at the legends. Those of you on Spotify and Apple podcasts, we're going to be slowly releasing the legends interviews they're each 15 minutes long we have quite a few of them we're going to start to release those on apple podcast and spotify so you can listen to them also but if you want can't wait and i would not suggest wait and i would suggest going to your saltwater guide signing up for the membership and going and just watching these videos and you'll just be blown away by how excited these old-time fishermen get when you start to talk about calico bass my father's very last trip ever to go fishing. All he wanted to do at 85 years old was catch calico bass. That's all he wanted. He wanted to go and he wanted to catch calico bass. So I was lucky enough, the yacht I was running at the time, the owner let us take it. We went out, Mark and Paul up at 22nd Street Landing, brought down a load of anchovies to Newport. We stopped by there, got anchovies, went to number two and it was full speed calico bass. My dad was in heaven. God rest his soul. And he could fish for anything he wanted at any time in his life. He owned nine sport boats. All right, gang. Thank you for watching us today. I'll be with you tomorrow. Okuma Fish Labs Wednesday. We'll have another good show for you. I'll show you the rod and reel setup that I love to use for calicos. We'll talk about it some more. Have a great day. Turn off the news. They're all lying to you. The only thing you should be watching is your saltwater guy, Captain Dave Hansen. I will always tell the truth, whether you like it or not. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.